you are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page, or on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Hey everyone, this is David Gillespie again with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I'm joined by the Janist, Rich Wisniewski. Firefly! Little did I know, your word today was going to be dropping my love of Jane from Firefly. I was wearing my Jane shirt on day one, my yellow uh, Firefly licensed replica shirt uh, Jane wears, the yellow, I think it's yellow, is it yellow? Yeah, yeah, at Gen Con you were wearing that. Yeah. So I didn't know we had a whole word to ourselves, Janus. No, no, it's um, it's a religion that doesn't eat a lot of food. Because I think right now you're in some sort of like anti-food coma thing that I don't fully understand. People of America, do not do Whole30. <laughs> Shelfies, do not deny yourself sugar or alcohol. Because I'm on six days and I'm about to lose my effing mind. Yeah. I seriously had to hang up on my boss today because I was like... Am I going to lose my shit? Am I going to lose it? No, I, I, well, that's a joke. I wasn't really going to lose oh it. Well I, well, I was going to lose my poop a few times with people, but it wasn't my boss. It was just account managers and customers and pretty people much anyone who, who talked to me. And people who were important. <laughs> yeah, play to God, no one brings up in name of the wind. Right. Or, so uh, it, I, <laughs> yeah. Patrick Rothberger. Yes, that's the first book. And the Patrick Rothberger, I'm never going to finish. I'm going to go tweet stalk him. I'm going to get blocked. <laughs> this is the time to make big life choices right now in this moment that you're in. I yeah. am. <laughs> well, uh, joining us tonight is a friend of the show and first time guest, Mark. Dude, welcome Mark. to welcome hey. to High Shelf. Welcome. So, Mark, if if Rich pops his top, I'll just mute him, and you and I can just keep talking. Just do our thing. Yeah, we'll just yeah. carry on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like in major overstep everybody mode today. <laughs> Couldn't so tell. Start talking, and I'll just. I, I what I have to say is one thing. I had some some nerds before I got on. You know. No, <laughs> those are just pure concentrated sugar, wrapped in sugar, baked in sugar, and rolled in sugar. They tasted really good. Great. Were they the purple ones or the pink yeah, ones? Yeah, oh it the, yeah, it was the grape ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are the best. I love grape candy. I already hate Mark. <laughs> Mark, just for the audience, uh, what kind of gamer are you? What's uh, what's your what's your, game what's your background? I, I would say right now it's it's D and D and board games. Yes, yeah, baby. Yep, yep. Fifth edition. Fifth edition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've played. Mm-hmm. I've been playing since well D and D two really. Yeah, but yes. I did play basic a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. But the, yeah, two is the first one where you could really sink your teeth into. Exactly. Thacko, baby. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Back in the day. I don't remember it that much, but I knew it was fun. You've done yourself a service Let's by forgetting those. Let's <laughs> about to say. <laughs> yeah. When you had to sit there and do the arithmetic backwards, <laughs> it's like, really? This yes. is a game? Okay. <laughs> what's, what's, your, what's, your, what's, your, what's your favorite board game? If you were stuck on a desert island with Dave, what would you bring? For our group, we really like a game called Imperial. Ooh. Which almost no, no one knows about. Yeah, it's I've never heard a, of it. It's it's a little diplomacy ish. We don't, we don't yeah. play it like diplomacy. Uh-huh. Okay, I was about we to say, just play so it you, straight up. You get to keep your friends because you don't play it like diplomacy, right? Yes, <laughs> but not nearly as long as diplomacy either. Mm. Oh man, you're getting rid of the two like defining characteristics of diplomacy with Imperial. We'll have to get you on to talk about Imperial someday. Yeah. But tonight, we are going to be talking about, what is our topic tonight? Well, the topic tonight is uh, Mega Games. It was my first time at Gen Con this year. And so, actually, I found Mega Games through Reddit, probably, I think, and saw that they were going to be pretty heavy at Gen Con. So I was like, well, okay, now I've been wanting to go to Gen Con since I was a, a kid, so might as well just go now, so... I dragged a friend of mine along and we Oh, that's awesome. We did mega games pretty much the whole weekend. That's awesome. I okay, so my understanding and I, I have not played mega games yet, but my understanding is that mega games is one of those things you can only get at Gen Con or a place like Gen Con. It's not like you go to the store and buy a mega game. 
Right. Yeah, there are there are people that are selling their mega games, but it's more for the people that actually want to run the mega games at cons. Um, in it originated in the UK, and there they have a little bit more community. Uh, you know, it's it's getting bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. and so they kind of have a whole city that'll you know do a, a mega game, and it won't be a part of a con, but. For now, at least, with the organization that's kind of running it in the United States, it's Gen Con. They've got one coming up in Vancouver, and then I think they're trying to get more and more for next year. That's cool. That's really cool. And just full disclosure to the audience, we actually had somebody from the Mega Games organization reach out to us before Gen Con. We kept trying to work it out schedule-wise to have them on, but we, we weren't able to make that happen, which is unfortunate, but... I honestly kind of prefer, Mark, your experience because you showed up as a player and you'll have kind of the player perspective on what the heck a mega game is and how it all works. Yeah, I uh, I ran, well, I helped run one Ooh. of them, cool. really Sweet. two of them, and then I kind of got dragged into the second one. <laughs> and then uh, and then I played in, in one of them, and then I kind of half-watched one other one. Okay, nice. well, I got to start with... Did you do the kaiju one? No. Oh, I wanted to know about that so bad. Yeah, I no, saw I, about it before Gen Con, so, and I freaking love Pacific Rim. It's so campy. I love it. <laughs> what, what Do you remember what the name of that one was? I can look it up. But was it Sickle? No, that's the Scythe one. Yeah, that's the Scythe that one. That would be freaking great. Yeah, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to play that one, but it just didn't fit in the schedule. Yeah. I think it was on Sunday, and I, we were coming home. Yeah, sure, sure. So, okay, let's let's take a quick step back. Yeah. What, what is a mega game? Well, a mega game is a, a game that is for a large crowd. Um, they usually will go uh, greater than 20 and Whoa. up to, uh, I think, 100 is the, the most they've done in the United States. And I think they may have gotten up to like 120 for the U.K., Whoa. That was normally just reserved for like Battletech mega game. Well, I shouldn't even call it mega games. I'm sorry. It's in my head because yeah. I have no freaking sugar or alcohol in my body. <laughs> um, but that was normally reserved for you'd play Battletech. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Old yeah, school. The, 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 yeah. the, the grand melee yeah. where everybody like, yeah, 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 and exactly. you would have four pods or two pods and there would be 10 people or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I ever played in one that was up to 20, but geez. But the key part of mega games is really the the mixing of players. So, you know, uh, like there's been D&D things where, you know, a table plays and another table plays. And then at the end, there's something, you know, they kind of meet yep. together or something. Did that with D&D a few times during right. uh, cons. But the key part of, of mega games is that you're mixing people. So you're having to meet uh, pretty much everyone in the whole thing and you might form like little clicks or or be kind of you know pigeonholed into into a certain that's not bad good word but anyway um but you, you'll be put into certain groups but you, then you'll have to break out and start working with other people interesting so there's a big social component to these uh, uh large mega games yes. and, and hold yeah. on i gotta go is it they put you in groups or is it like People go, hey, that rich dude's really cool, and they all hang around him, and we join a team. Usually, you're going to be asked. Ah. So another part of of Mega Games is that it's asymmetric. So the people that are kind of running the the news organization in a Mega Game has a different game than the person that's running the politics or you know on the council or. Oh, okay. Um, so stuff like that. So in the game itself, each player takes on a specific role, like news or media or something along those lines. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of the games will have mini games, and those what? will be, um, <laughs> you know, like like the one I played. There was a mini game that was okay. Pan- what was this game? By the way, the oh, game- this was Alliance Last Days. Yes, this was Alliance Sweet. Last Days. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, uh, Alliance Last Days, what was the role that you played? Well, I started, so I played in that one, and I started as the science officer of a very small nation. It was me and and the friend of mine that went, Stephen, and he was the the prime minister. Okay. And so he 
you know, went and and we were the money nation, so we got more money than everybody else in the game, and we had to trade for different resources. Was and it just the two of you in that nation? Or? In that nation, yeah. Now, okay. there were other nations like the United States, which was, I think, the rich nation that had four or five members. Terrible. And, oh, but okay. I think two okay. was the least that ever anybody ever had in their nation. Gotcha, gotcha. And so it's kind of like you showed up with your friend and they said, okay, we're going to put the two of you together in your own nation. Correct. Okay, yep. okay. That makes sense. Neat. Yeah, Neat. and like... The other game that I that I helped run, there was a whole family that came in and they played a whole clan, and so there were five or six of them. What was that ah, game? Neat. And that was uh, Deep Haven. Ooh, that okay. sounds really kind of what was it? I want to say it sounds a little D and D ish. What was Deep it, Haven? It definitely is. It's it's a a uh, group of gnomes yes. that have basically taken <laughs> so Arab War back. I mean, that's uh, roughly kind of, they took over their mountain, a, a mountain back from a, a dragon that took it over, and it's them recolonizing the, the mountain. Nice. And then nice. all the hijinks that happen off of that. Nice. Okay, so so just anybody who is looking at a mega game, if you show up with friends, they're going to make sure that you and your friends get to play together, but you're going to be in a room full of other people playing other factions or other groups within the same game. Sure. Unless you're yeah. Dave and you say you don't want to play with Rich anymore. Correct, and, which and is that, what I, I think. I think that happened actually. Oh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's really neat. So these seem like they're modeled after other games a little bit. Like you mentioned, you you played a role that is kind of like Pandemic. How did how did that come to pass? Okay, so I'm going over to the science table doing stuff. Coming back to my prime minister, we're working on deals, that kind of thing. I was not really feeling the science part of it. Mm. It actually kind of, I think, came a little bit to the the directions by the control were not real good. So some of us were a little frustrated by it. Okay. But, but there was actually two parts to the science. And if I would have figured out the second part, I would have loved it. Because oh, really? it was more free form. The first part was very, you know, here's some cards and you have to go get these cards and you roll dice to get the cards. And I just, it just didn't feel sciencey to me. Sure. Yeah. Felt, so felt, felt random luck, felt, felt, uh, felt exactly. too. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But the other part was a lot more freeform. So it was, I want to ultimately get to this certain technology. Mm-hmm. And then you had to work up to it by, you know, by rolling dice, but it wasn't as chaotic as the other one. It just had a different feel to it. Neat. But in the middle of that, one of the controls, so one of the basically DMs from the pandemic area was like, can you come play a turn of a pandemic? And I'm like, sure, why not? So I went over there and we were playing a roughly the, uh, you know, kind of the same version of pandemic. All the cities were the same. It's just it was a different board. Hmm. I played a turn of that, and then I kind of got frustrated again with the science when I went back to it. And I went, <laughs> why am I doing this? I could just go play play Pandemic the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically what I did. I kind of worked with with uh, with Steven. He was becoming the you know financier of the entire planet. What? <laughs> so what, what, what game was he playing to do that? Well, it's, it, it, his was mainly political. Okay. So he would go to a control that would give him a certain amount of money each turn, and then he was going around making deals, turning stuff into other things. Well, he kind of joined an alliance or made an alliance with about six other nations. Ah, uh, yes. And then Power those blog. guys were like, you know, we don't want to deal with this money thing. So they just <laughs> gave it to Steven. <laughs> And then, wow. so all they had to do was just go recruit the rest of the nations. Yes. So that by the end of the by the end of the game, he had two thirds of the the wealth. Everyone yes. was giving him everything they had. Yes. And then, yes. like the the science people, the people that really liked the science part, had the entire science board, like a whole table that was just full of cards. Nice. It was it was crazy. Nice. And because they had joined your alliance, you benefited from all of their effort. Yes. Yeah. Ah, so we kind of, the, the specialties kind of worked themselves out. And that's kind of the way Mega Games go is if something doesn't work, 
you know, as long as you don't give up, as long as you don't get frustrated, you could kind of work yourself into where you like or what you're what you want to do. So what were the other types of roles? There's a obviously a leadership position, a science position, a medical position. What, what were some of the other things that Who was Wakanda? <laughs> Who was Wakanda? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't Who know. I'm tech. pretty sure there was a science or there was a African nation, but I don't remember what they were I called. I went the tech nation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but military was the other, the oh, other major part. Oh yeah, of course. And that was, course. I think a, a kind of a pure kind of uh game of Thrones board game Ooh. where, you know, it was just a whoa, piece whoa, killed whoa, whoa, another whoa. piece. So not thing. everybody went and played pandemic. Sometimes you would break off and play a different game. Yeah. So the military whoa. people would go and do that. That's cool. That's yeah. really neat. But the, the key part of the game is at the end of the game, if there was a war, then no one won. The whole thing lost. Oh. So it came down to about two thirds of, of the world was in the big alliance with, with, with us. Nobody uh, was on and, whole 30 because they, and, they yeah, fight yeah. <laughs> and then one third of the, the were kind of, you know, they were like, okay with the world being at peace, but they kind of went, we don't like the prime minister the, of the peace nation to be the, the leader of the world. So he got <laughs> elected leader of the world, but they were going to, they were going to strike. They were going to go, we're going to go to war with everyone. Oh, so he's like, okay, I'll give up the, 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 uh, title. And they voted my friend, Stephen. Yes. <laughs> As the yes. prime minister of the world. You yes. know, Stephen reminds me of Ryan. Yes. Comes into a game. Next Dark thing you know, horse. he has everything kind of figured out. Next yep. thing you know, he kind of wins. Yes. You know what? Yep. You know, it sounds like he was just quietly helpful. Oh, this is oh, annoying no. to he's you. Not, he's not, I, I he's not quiet at all. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but as things were going, I was like, you know, dealing with the money thing is a real pain in the neck. Why don't you just hand that role to yep. me? I'll just yep. take care of this. Don't worry about it. And w- whenever you need money, just come and ask me. <laughs> yep. I'll give now, you some of your money back. Now, the game, like my pandemic game, affected the other people's Oh, um, reality. Oh, okay. How, so, how does that work? Well, like China, if you know pandemic, yeah. um, there's over, you know, there's overruns, there's, there's outbreaks that are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, it, and it's, and it fans out and, and, right. and ruins your game. Yeah. We pretty much had almost lost the game because China had completely outbroke the whole, every city in China was, oh. was dead. So oh, China. we went to China and said, um, Hey China. You got to do something or you're not going to have any people left. So they. <laughs> That's they, like a problem for China. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they uh, researched clone technology. <laughs> sure. They did. And cloned as many people as they sure possibly could before another country basically figured out an aerosol that kills everyone that had the disease, which was pretty much everybody in the country. So then they had to. What a solution. What a solution. I mean, like, there's this disease. I don't want any of you to live. (laughs) So if you have the disease, it kills you. Yeah. How that affected (laughs) our game is we said, well, not only is red cured because we had cured red, but it was still outbreaking. Right. Um, Is once they once they formed this aerosol, if we could get to a city in China and do an action to do this aerosol, it kills, it completely eliminates the red disease. So but we just murders all millions and millions of people. Millions of people die. <laughs> That's like in World War Z when North Korea doesn't get the zombies because they pull everyone's teeth. Oh God! Yes, yes. That um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was a. That, that's oh, how North ugh. Korea saved themselves from getting the zombie diseases. They got rid of everyone's ability to bite. <laughs> so okay, so that's really interesting. That the tech table gave you the aerosol in the pandemic table, so you guys could eliminate the oh. disease, but it impacted the polit the politics table of China because they were losing millions of people in the process. Correct. Yep. Wow. Very wow, cool. that's some really cool interplay. Dang, dude. And Rich, I thought we were all clever with our stupid Doom the board game interaction. Dude, I didn't even want to. I was wanting to touch that. And then as it's explaining more, I'm like, yeah, I'm not touching it. Yeah, no. <laughs> we got 100% outclassed. That is amazing. Okay, so uh, obviously all that stuff takes money. Your buddy is the is the purse keeper making sure that these things get funding if he wants them to get funding. What are some other interplays that were going on? There was a news organization so they were going around and like trying to basically figure out what was going on in the world. 
and then they were putting it up on a big, you know, a big projected screen. What? So they they'd be putting up, you know, the this place went to war with, you know, the whatever nation, the strong nation went to war with the, you know, wait, the wait. So it's it's, it's players, players running around trying to figure out what other players are up to. Yeah. And so they would come around to to our table where we were playing pandemic, and we'd go. You know, China just got overrun, and they'd run back and go. You know, put it in as we're talking to the Chinese players, and they're like, "Don't, don't put that out there." And we're like, "Too late." <laughs> but then when they come around saying, "Hey, how do you how do you eradicate this disease?" You guys are like, exactly. "Well, you know, we yeah. we have a technology that removes the disease from the planet. Don't don't ask further questions." Yeah, don't and ask. Then, <laughs> they yeah. were murdering, and then China's like, "They're murdering millions of us," and then the news organization <laughs> runs out and puts that on the board. Right. Oh, that is so freaking cool. Yeah, it was. It, it Now, one thing about these games is it's chaotic. I mean, yeah, you know, sounds like it. It sounds like a it. lot of things happen. The first turn, especially you will sit there and go, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Right. It, and after that first turn, maybe turn and a half, you it kind of clicks in gear. And I saw that with every game we played. It was like the first turn was like. We get together and go, eh, what are we doing? Yeah. And then somewhere in the second turn, it was like, oh, well, we could go do this. We could yeah. go do that. And, yeah. And then we just started doing it. And I saw it with the with the guys that I controlled. I really want to talk about Deep Haven because it's my it's my favorite. It Let's was the first it. one that I controlled. Let's yeah. do it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, it. I, yeah, as I said, a bunch of dwarves and it's every kind of dwarf. So I was in charge of the Mountain Clans North. Okay. Pure D and D dwarves. Sweet. So you know the the guys from every book you've ever read. Yeah, yeah. Dwarves. All the Lord of the Rings, yeah. all the tropes. They drink a ton of ale. They talk right. real gruff. Everybody's got yeah. beards. You know, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's kind of the southern mountain dwarves, which are they deal with humans a lot more, and they are more traders, that kind of thing. Not traders as in bad guys, but traders. Oh, right, yeah, then, yeah, yeah, merchants, um, yeah. Yeah, and then there's the salt dwarves, which are the raiders. They're the the pirates. Yes, they're like a, a freaking Vikings or something like that, running around pillaging right. and stuff, yeah. And then there's the gully dwarves, and they were the outcasts. Nice. And so there were clans in each of those other you know things, except for the gully dwarves, they had no clans. They really didn't have a lot of direction, other than on everyone's card, so you get a big, you know, card that, you know, it's basically your name. On the back of that card that you wear around your neck has what you're personally wanting to do. Oh. So one of my guys a was, uh, he's a, like, card. fire nut. He was crazy about fire. So he went and he went down in the mountain and found the volcanic area. And started doing research with the vo- with the with the lava rocks and started making lava cannons. Yes, and I mean just crazy stuff. Yes. <laughs> it was nuts by the end of it. So but one I, of the gully dwarves. Th- this sounds very freeform. Was it like this one was very the the most freeform of them? That's cool. Yeah, That's and so there's cool. other ones that are really crunchy, like sickle. I think. The size mega game, yeah, is, is, yeah. Is <laughs> I would imagine a lot that, more crunchy. I would imagine know, there'd be a lot of crunch in that. Scythe is a very yeah. crunchy board game, yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense. Okay, so you, but you were a controller. I was a that. control. Okay, yep. yeah, a control. So kind of like a DM or GM. Exactly. Okay. Yep. And as a and control, what is your job? Like, do you kind of stick with one group of players, or do you stick with one station? How does that How does that play out? Well, it started with me being kind of in the corner with these the mountain the mountain dwarves, and then I also was in charge of a guild. So this is how you mix it up. Mm. The clans get together and have kind of they they don't really have a plan, but they have like a you know a culture. Gotcha. And then when you go to your guilds, which there's Miner's Guild and the Guardians and the Army, and I had the artists. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the artist only started with one guy. <laughs> and so he's like, what am I doing? And I'm like, you're going to find other people to make great art. And he's and, and like we looked at the thing and it was you know things that he wanted to do and he kind of you know as I said the first turn he's like I don't 
I really don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And then yeah. Don't worry, we by don't the second either. turn, he's pulling people together and getting these big art things going. And oh, actually awesome. halfway through, one of the guys from another guild comes to me and is like, I really want to join the artists. Nice. And I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go figure it out. So we go figure out, he gets into the artist. Well, his back of his card was you're, you know, you want to become an artist and anything. So one of the part parts of the game is you create assets and those assets can have uh, character words to it. So something could be really beautiful or an army can uh, be trained or a sword could be really sharp or something like that. Gotcha. So you, you, you create something in the game and then it also gets some sort of tag that describes more about that item. So a statue is very beautiful or something along those lines. Correct. Okay. Well, his special ability is he could in, in, he could include the word incredible in anything that he was a part of in making. (sighs) Well, the main guy, the God, main control. The only breathtaking was in there. Yes. The main control didn't tell anyone else that that incredible meant that it wasn't built right. Oh. <laughs> Until about halfway through the, the game. Begin. And I'm just like, I just unleashed this guy and he's been making stuff all over oh. the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that actually <laughs> mattered for the, the end of the game. Yes. It actually, like, it actually made it so that they lost a major battle. Yes. And, and I, I got to tell you the end of this because it's nuts. So Steven, my friend, is doing control and he's dealing with, like, the major battles. So they're okay. going down into the, the caverns and fighting, like, hydras and other, you know, big monsters. And they're taking big armies with them. Sure. Yeah. So they are go down to, into into the, the, the cavern and... And they're taking a big army with them, and they lose badly. Um, it's a rolling six, you know, it's it's rolling six uh, d six dice, and you have to get sixes for successes. Okay. They rolled one, 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 two. They needed a dice tower. Yeah, oh, they died bad. I know that. They died bad. So the whole army got wiped out. Part of, except for like one one small group got out, and. One of the guys, one of the players, comes up to Steven and he's like, So can I be like the the Undertaker? Can I can I take those, <laughs> Can I those, make a lot of money on this situation? Yeah, can I, yeah, can I come and, and get these uh these corpses and just you know go go deal with them? And Steven's like, sure. So they wrote up an asset card for it. And um then he left, and about like you know, a couple maybe an hour later the main control guy comes over to Steven and he's like, uh, you got, you're dealing with the back battle. So this guy's got a large army that's in the city and something bad happens. So can you go, can you deal with this? And he's like, sure. Uh-huh. Now in the meantime, they have gone, they've created a bigger army and gone after a bigger monster and didn't win that one either. <laughs> so there's now 15,000 corpses that were down in there. I smell and this a guy went and got he, Yes. So he he made a, a phylactery and made himself a lich. Yes. But when he raised the army, he was trying to do it for good. He was oh, trying yeah, to do worked. it. For, yeah. So he rolled badly too. Oh, no. And the world the, burn. And... And Steven knew that he was rolling badly, and and because a lot of his stuff had incredible on it, he he cranked it up where the basically the undead army went out of control and was going to take over the city. You know, was going to obliterate the city. Yeah, yeah. So this is the end of the game, and Steven yells out, "We need everyone's army." We're you know. And he kind of explains what's going on, and everyone in the whole thing is taking over their army cards and their weapons and their captains and all of this stuff, putting it onto a table, huge table just full of stuff. And the leader or the control main control guy comes up to Steven and goes, "This is a little too big for one roll of the dice. Why don't we go over to the tower?" <laughs> and one part of the game was when you went mining, 
when you went down deeper into the mountain, you actually go over to a four foot, one of those four foot Jenga towers. Oh, and with the wood blocks that are like the two by blocks. fours. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, we're in Lucas Oil uh, Stadium. It was cool. Yes, you guys and were on the field. That, uh, the, it was so cool. But when something loud happens in that stadium, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it, was like, it was like a cannon went off yeah. the first time that thing went out. <laughs> so, they, the, so the end of the thing is they're going to have a, you know, a Jenga uh, you know, pull off basically. Jenga off. Yes. Yes. And everyone was into it. The whole game kind of ended up. I was talking to the guys that were around me. I told the, the incredible artist guy that his stuff was completely screwing up the whole, the whole place. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't know. <laughs> it's so funny. And it finally went to the last thing was the dwarves came out and, uh, you know, pulled the block out. Perfect. The lich couldn't get it out, and the the tower <laughs> fell. Good. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to ask one, but that's just, some, that's just some by really cool tension. That's some really cool tension. Yes. And it sounds like that game had some hijinks built in, and then maybe the alliance game had a little bit more stress built in. Would you agree with that, or? Do they yes. do do? Okay, some lead themselves to a little fun. Some lead themselves to a little bit of uh, political intrigue Correct. and uh, trying. That is awesome. Yeah. Now the other game that I I controlled was by coin and dagger. By coin and dagger, which I would say is the most like European worker placement type game. Ah. Mm. A lot of the aspects were were very worker placement, but there was a lot of head to head kind of competition too. Um, and I was very kind of in the weeds in that one, uh, helping with a very specific part of the game that kind of needed some work. So I didn't get to see the full, you know, I didn't get the full perspective like I did with, with Deep Haven, but it had a lot of aspects of the same thing where neat things happened. People, players had initiatives where they, they made a big party for the nobles just so one guy in the thieves guild could steal from the, the from the nobles. Yeah. So it was it was yes. pretty funny too. That's awesome. So okay, the the design of this seems really kind of insane to me. Because oh, yeah. because you're you're trying to figure out how to make somewhere between 30 and 70 or 170 people interact in like a cohesive way. Right. How so you were controller, how many people were you kind of taking care of? I'm trying to get a sense of like how many controllers per player to help keep things under control. Sure. So uh, for the clans, I was probably in charge of like 12 to 13, something like that. Okay. And there were clans that were probably a little bigger than nine, but not much. So 12, 13 for each of the control players. And that one was a smaller one. I think there were 56 players on that one. Okay. Okay. And then the main control, they actually, there was one main control for that one. And then one guy that kind of helped him out, you know, he was part of the, the mega game coalition, you know, and so he helped out with it. Yeah. So another yeah, there, designer, there's like a, there's like a group of designers, the mega game coalition, and they have their own right. website and all that kind of stuff. So if yep. you're and that would be, description below. Yeah, 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 and that yeah, and that would be where you would find you know what's the next con they're going to, um, and what's what's being played. Yeah. You, so turn one is really kind of like a a big shrug. Turn two, people start to get it. By like turn, when do people start making big moves where they're like really making intentional changes to the game that have impact broadly? Is it like turn two, or is it a little bit later on? I would I would think um I would think it would be about halfway into the game which mm. was probably turn f- 3 to 4 to 5 okay is when people started to realize that they could do some bigger things neat um and some of the games like the the buy coin and dagger it, it was a little more controlled and so therefore people didn't kind of go out of the box that much gotcha. until later in the game and then they started to kind of, you know, think out and, and go, can we go do this? And sure, yeah, let's do it. A lot of control is 
yes and or yes but ah you know, neat neat yeah. so a lot, a lot of improv to say yeah, yeah you can do that or when you do that sure but this is a but the, here's the consequences of it sure. right 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 yeah. neat so it, it 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 feeds that dm brain in me you know? yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i could see that i could see that so just to kind of get a sense of like when people are taking their turns there's so many people they have to be like acting at the same time with a controller or two around i get that but are is it like all right everybody we're all starting turn two now and then everybody starts acting then or or, or is it a little bit more like freeform there were definite turns in each of the games i played alliance last days kind of it went by turns but it it, it really didn't need it other mm. than to get to some kind of ending point whereas by coin and dagger they were going to a very specific table, like the nobles went to the noble table and had to play the noble game. Mm. And the merchants went to the merchants area and they bid on their, you know, the stuff that was coming in. And the thieves were going, the magistrates were going to another table to, you know, try to steal from the city, essentially, or to protect the city. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the, and the interplay was that like a nobleman and a merchant were in cahoots along with magistrates or, or how did those groups kind of interplay? So the thieves were trying to get as much. Well, they everyone thought they were trying to get as much money as possible. But really what they were trying to do <laughs> was try to steal one specific item. Yes. <laughs> and so that be, became like, where is that item? But no one but the thieves do it. Yes. <laughs> and um, the so they would pay off the magistrates to get more money, to go after certain people, to do things, you know, whatever. Uh, the magistrates wanted to get as much money as possible. So they were taking yes. money from the thieves yes. to, to stay away from wherever they were going to go. The magistrates were the real thieves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> as much oh, money as they could. And that is the awesome. merchants got the items coming into the city. That had to be taken to the or, you know, traded with the nobles so that they could get more influence and how that's how they won was getting more influence on the map. Hmm. So hmm. my friend was a merchant and he went instantly to all the merchants and they they fixed the market and said, no, we're, <laughs> yes. we're wow. selling this for way yes. too little. Yes, that is the right answer. <laughs> and which he pissed off everybody in the nobles except for one noble. <laughs> which he had made a side alliance with and basically was selling everything he could get for a little bit under that, that fixed amount. Yes. And so this noble could come to the table with like tons of cards. Are you sure? And this everyone was like, how is this possible? How are you getting so much? Yes. That is awesome. He played little Kingmaker amongst the noblemen. And, and he, his, his rule role was, I need to make as much money. He didn't do that. He went, made his own role, which was, I want to make him the, the best noble in the game, yeah. which he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you go off script, man, you can make a whole lot of cool stuff happen. Right. How did he... So the noblemen were all competing with one another. Correct. Okay. And so how did he come to the conclusion that, all right, this was my guy that I'm an ally with, and how did he like work it out so that all the other merchants just kind of went along with his plan? I think he just, you know... Formed one deal with them, liked them, made nice. a little bit more of an agreement. Then nice. they came to an understanding, and that's nice. what they wanted to do. Nice. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. How so did you it's guys? Not, it's a, like it's almost yeah. The free form of it makes it to where wow, you could really go there and have a great time. Yeah. 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 That's neat. How did you get roped into being a controller? If this is your first Gen Con. You yeah. sought out something that's pretty unique to Gen Con. How did like I, I yeah. am a researcher. I love to research. So nice. I was I had found the Mega Games Coalition website. I had got found the Mega Games Reddit subreddit. And so I was reading on there and then someone put one of the, the main guys, uh Peter, put up a post that said, you know, we're looking for control. And and I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll see what it is. So I put in and I was really only going to control one, and then I was going to play in two. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, one of the the guys went into the hospital for the second one, so I'm like, well, oh. I'll just do the control for the oh, second no. one. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, that's really cool that you were, like, one, willing to do that, and two, that 
able to pick it up that quick that they were like, okay, cool. Yeah, this is this is your role in this one. It's nice and contained, so you don't have to worry about everything. Well, I was actually a floater. Oh, um, never mind. They yeah. Put, yeah, they put me as a floater just in case some area of the game became a problem and mm. one of the areas of the game became a problem. So how, um, so I kind of filled in where that, where I could be helpful there while still, I kind of became like happiness control or morale control. Oh, for the um, players. Yeah. For the players and, and for control, but mainly for the players. I did see when I was playing, this was the third game that I played that kind of the first turn is a real big turn. And if you don't, kind of get it if you don't kind of flow mm. um it, you can have some frustration mm. so and i saw it a couple of times so i was like i don't want the main control guy to have to deal with it because he's running around trying to fix fires and you know deal with stuff i'm like so i went to the 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 main guy and said hey if there's a big problem if there's a big player issue or control issue have him talk to me and we'll deal with it well weirdly enough it it kind of didn't come up hmm. because of the way that he structured the beginning of the game. There was a lot more instruction as to this is how you play it. And this is what you're doing. Gotcha. A little, the yeah, other a little ones kind of didn't really yeah, do a lot of that. Yeah. Neat. Neat. Well, it sounds like the other games didn't need that as much. Is that true? Yes. This one was a little more, you know, pieces moving around, that kind of thing. The other ones were a little more freeform. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. So is the main controller also the designer of the game or yes. is, okay. Yep. Well, I mean, at least for the ones we ran, I think there have been people that have brought over games, especially from the UK. The kind of the big one that most people, if they get into mega games, um, have heard of is Watch the Skies. Mm. And that no. one came from the UK and it's becoming a big hit here. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And then Den of Wolves is another one. And I wanted to play that one, but it just didn't fit in my schedule. Yeah, I keep and seeing references to Den of Wolves. Yeah, Den of Wolves is um, a, uh, it's Battlestar Galactica-ish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like a space fighting game. Yeah, space fighting game with a traitor mechanic that slowly, like you could be on the, the good guys and then, you know, get another card later in the game that makes you in the bad guys. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the, one of the people that started as a wolf played as a human, the entire game until the very last second. And then, yes, came out. yes. I love that. That's fun. I, I like a big game like that can support spoilers, you know, like, yeah. like a, like a trader type situation. I, I, I get frustrated with small games like um, Pandemic has an expansion that allows for there to be a bio terrorist. Right. I mean, Pandemic is a small game. It's already super hard. And to have <laughs> like an intelligent person trying to make you lose. Yeah, you're probably going to lose. <laughs> but yeah, a big, a big game like this, you can have like a couple of spoilers and it's going to be fine because there's still a pretty good chance that good guys can win. Yep. That's neat. That's really cool. How did you settle on Mega Games, this being your first Gen Con? I I don't know. I, I read I read about <laughs> I read about it on, on yeah, I basically. Um yeah, I, I think I read about it on Gen Con. Yeah. And then it just really interested me. It, yeah. it really kind of like it it hit that same button that like True Dungeon does, which is I can't do oh. that. I can't do that at my regular Right, you know, game store, game store. No yeah. way, you, you <laughs> I can't get my friends together and do that. Also, I did do one. Yeah, I did one Excellent. with um, my so Stephen, my friends, their their sons go every year, and they are true dungeon fanatics. Nice, Excellent. that's awesome. And yeah, and so I went. They kitted me out. I played the bard. I sang the whole time. Excellent. Yeah, I, and we we beat it really quickly, and it was fun. Good. A good time. Good. Good. Yeah, it's it's fun when you have someone who's already played with you in True Dungeon. Oh, yeah. Because there's yeah, that was, could have been confusing if you were just yo, going yeah. by yourself. Yeah, you get into the puzzle over. room and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. I, when I was in the puzzles, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but yeah. I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. You want me to hold this thing? Cool. I'll hold this thing. Yeah, you want me to yeah, stand there? Yeah. I'll hold. I'll stand there. Yes. Whatever you need. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And then that's that's really cool. I. It's just so neat. There's so many wonderful things at Gen Con that you can only get 
at a convention or at Gen Con. Yeah, like I'm playing Robo Rally, your Robo Rally from last week's episode. Oh yeah, I've got to do that next year. Oh yeah, dude. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And don't and and don't do it. So many other people do, where you're just like nose in the phone, like like. Have some passion, you know, <laughs> have yeah. some interaction. It's so much more fun when, oh, yeah. like, when you're passionate about your v- robot. But yeah, I just love this, man. I love this about Gen Con. I love this about freaking the games that could be played there. And I'm really glad that Mega Games is in the States now. I, I wanted to play it. I just couldn't fit in my schedule this year. But I'm going to do what I can to make it so I can play next year. Dave, I'm going with you. And my mission will just be to watch your world burn. <laughs> fuck <laughs> it's okay we'll play we'll play sickle and, and you'll get lost and i'll i'll be oh my god that would be so crazy <laughs> yeah i really want to give this a shot i tried so hard to make it work this year and um yeah it's gonna have to happen 2020 i may have to give up something like a, um i don't know like an eclipse phase run or something like that in order to make mega games happen because it's a longer game right it's like four hours minimum yeah, yeah, four hours, I think, and then, yeah, sometimes four, five, six. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's an investment, man. Yeah. Wow. All right, so on the Mega Games, how do, do you do you know what's coming up in the sense of, have they been chatting about game design? Is this something you can find out if you join the forums or if you join the Facebook page? Do they do any uh, sneak peeks about what's coming up? Well, uh, um, there is a discord for the mega game coalition. You can find that on the website. Nice. Um, I haven't seen a ton of interaction other than after Gen Con, there was a ton of emails that went around and, and surveys and oh, there's going to be a phone call. I think at the end of this month, um, Neat. where, you know, with a debrief type thing. And I think I'm going to try to do that. Two of the games, at least, from Gen Con are going to the next the next convention, which is in Vancouver, the Shucks conv- convention. Yeah. And then, well, no, three of them, Sickle too. And then Phew. there's two new ones, Light in the Sky, which is, I think, uh, like a uh, UFO, but more on the mystical side. Cool. And then Sworn to Serve, which is politics and uh, all of the evils that come with that. Wow, that's is really Is there candy cool. available while you're playing? Do they have bowls <laughs> of candy? That's what I need okay. to know. I don't know who to talk to. Maybe Amy would be the one to talk to. Yes. But yes. They Gen need a vendor just selling water and maybe some candy bars yes. down on the floor of uh, yes. Lucas Oil. Yes. Because you'd never know if the concession stand up at the top is open. Oh, yeah. Because I went up there a couple times and it wasn't. It was so then, random. It was like. Yeah, it is very random. Open, no line. Open, huge line. Closed, yep. people milling around hoping that it's open. It's yeah. like, what is going on with these concession stands in Lucas Oil? Yeah. If they just got the guys that go, you know, walk down the steps and, and throw yes. dogs. <laughs> Dude, I would that, pay that guy so much money. Nuts. It would go nuts. Because everyone in our group was like. We need water bad because yes. Lucas Oil must do something to the air because I would get Dry. back from, I, I, yeah, I would get back to my, um, where we, we stayed and like move my finger along my skin and it would just be salt. Oh yeah. But I didn't realize I was sweating. Right. Right, just yeah, because it's have a clue. it's so cool and dry in there. You're right. just yep. you're just sitting there like working up a sweat with all the anxiety of playing a game, and then I'm dehydrated, yeah, like desperately, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. I I agree completely. Like Lucas is an awesome venue. I'm oh my gosh, so glad it. we get to play there. But yeah. the food situation has got to get better. <laughs> yeah, and when they're open, they're like they're um, not their hot dogs, but their bratwursts are great. Yeah. Like I was, yep. I was so happy with the food there. I just wish it was more open, more consistently. Yeah. Dude, Mark, this has been so good to hear about. I like, I was curious about mega games when they reached out to us. I was like, I gotta get it. I gotta get a game in. And then when you reached out after Gen Con to say, Hey, you know, thanks for having me in the community. And uh, there's this thing I really want to talk about. Was, yes, exactly. Like you, you had played exactly the thing I felt like I missed out on. And it's so cool to hear about how. And we did miss out. 
This yeah. sounds like a great yeah. get a group together. I mean, yeah. could you imagine us all having an HSG crazy team play one time? Oh, dude, we oh would mess gosh, it up. We'd mess fun. it up so we much. We would have so much yeah. fun, guys. You know what? We need um, we need Barry in there to work the politics. We need you know we need Ryan to work the mechanics. We just you know get get the HSG crew and everybody has their role to play, and we'll just take one of those games by storm. Man. What's my role? You're the fun guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna follow idea, you. You're I'm the gonna, idea guy. I'm That's gonna right. follow him around That's and right. watch the world. As long as you've eaten like bread recently, oh I'll my be God, happy. Don't bring up Whole Thirty. Stop. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. You're not gonna be on Whole Three Sixty, right? You are no. gonna stop this at some point, right? Thank God. Yes, I have to, or I will be in trouble. Good. <laughs> That's all I care about. Awesome. Well, Mark, man. Thanks a ton for coming on the show. It was a real pleasure to meet you. And I'm so glad you just you know raised your hand and said, hey, I want to be on the show and talk about this thing. Um, that is the right way to do it here at High Shelf Gaming. So I'm so glad you did that and that you're able to come on the show. Well, I just wanted to thank you guys. I, you know, as I said, I'm a researcher. And part of the thing that I re- researched was this is my first Gen Con. What do I have to expect? And your podcasts were the key part for me kind of stabilizing myself oh that is so good excellent very good to hear it was helpful we were we were wrapping this year up going yep we need to make new ones data's changed events have changed you know just leading up to electronic ticketing i imagine you guys were all paper ticketing out there weren't you that was all paper tickets except for well one of the games that wasn't mega games uh, was electronic ticket and mm. I didn't know and I was completely confused. Oh and I yeah, thought I'd have to wait oh, for yeah. eight hours in line <laughs> oh, and no. then I, I figured it out like two days before we left. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. that's so ah, it's so like I hate the transition period right. because right. it's like, do I have my ticket? Do I not have my ticket? Am I screwed? Am I not screwed? There's some anxiety there. I, I'm right there with you. Well, everyone who's been listening, as always, thanks a ton for hanging out with us and uh, listening to High Shelf Gaming. As always, have fun and play well. May may all your roles be crits. <laughs> you poor poor soul. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. All their turns at the same time, or is it like you're not muted? It's Ryan, so I'm just publicly embarrassing him on the podcast. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan, for calling while we're recording it. Thanks, Ryan. Okay, I'm angry, and I'll... I am. I appreciate it. I'll bug you later. Bye. (laughs) All right, I'm back.